welcome to episode mm-hmm. 49 mm-hmm. of Q the Duck Boats. First of all, Connor. Connor got on the sticks. He got on his little keypad and he mashed away. And we have a brand new intro and I loved it. I loved I it. That, that got me going. That got me here. going. What can I say? I'm a rookie at it, so it's not perfect. But uh, Some would say he's the songbird of our generation, but not all. It came out all right for my first try. Yeah, no, I think you did a I'm pretty bang happy with on it. job. Bang on job. It's been, um, I think, pretty much two weeks since we've sat down and talked. We got through the holiday season, and now we're Most back three. to our, I know, back to our reg- regular scheduled programming. Yeah, two weeks since we've had an episode, but three since we've really sat down. We banked the other one. Glad to be here, guys. Kev, as usual, can you get us started off with a uh, number 49 in the National Hockey League? Yeah, some guy named Sam Gerard. Who's he play for, Kev? Colorado Avalanche. Hey, he's not really some guy. He's actually a pretty good defenseman, but that's okay, buddy. Glad to be here, though. Really glad. How was your guys' holiday? I'm out. Yep. Here for bonus points. Do you know who he was drafted by? No. Jake? Philadelphia Flyers. Wrong. Nashville Predators. It? Nashville Predators. Who was he traded for? Um, I believe he was involved in the three-way Gosh. trade for Duchesne, Oh, if I'm not mistaken. That would be a track that could be possible. I like it. We'll go with that. We'll act like we know. Good, 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 good. How was everybody's New Year? Everybody's Christmas? I know we haven't talked since, guys. Any um, Anything wild happen? Anything good? Anything bad, Kev? I mean, I spent New Year's with you, so that was pretty bad. Uh, oh, that's kind of sad for you to say. Connor, how was your New Year's? New Year's all right. I mean, nothing crazy. Just kind of the, the same old, same old. But I think I know a couple guys here who – had some exciting experiences over that weekend. Yeah, no, we definitely had a good time. I mean, we can jump right into it. Let's get in the dirty water and we'll talk about Kevin and I's little experience at the old Winter Classic. So pop the Winter Classic graphic up on the screen for all of our YouTube listeners. Kevin and I were at the Classic and uh, we'll get into it. It was a great time. The Winter Classic... Um, the production that the Bruins and the NHL and the Penguins put on was awesome. Just from even just before where we get there, we're walking around the streets of Boston and we're like, Oh, it sounds like someone's playing Sam Hunt really loud. And then we get close to the TNT breakaway stage and Sam Hunt's actively playing. That was pretty cool. Get to hear a little Sam Hunt, got to walk around. The city was absolutely buzzing. Um, and I, th- I think the venue was great. It was absolutely great. What's up, Connor? You got something for us? To put a bow on what we were saying earlier, yes, I was correct. Sam Gerard was sent from Nashville to Colorado in the Duchesne trade. That was also the same trade that they got Bo and Byram from Ottawa. Good trade. That that trade changed the face of their that changed their franchise and won them a Stanley Cup. Just so, wanted to put a bow yeah. on that. Yeah, those two defensemen very much so helped them win a cup. So that is true. But yeah, back to the classic. We overall had a great time. Um, I think the biggest issue for us at the Winter Classic was viewpoints. We got more expensive seats down low thinking that we were some sort of geniuses. And in reality, the NHL just builds the rink up six feet so you can't see anything unless you're in the cheaper seats. So for the next time we go to Winter Classic, we'll be higher. Yeah, or you're tall. Like, Kev had a much better viewpoint than me. I don't know, Kev, how was your experience at the Classic? It was a good time. Um, We did stay sober, so we'd enjoy the experience. Yeah, we did. Luckily, it wasn't cold, so the weather – we could have asked for better, better weather. Yeah, we, we really didn't even we didn't even drink because we wanted to like experience it and really get to see yeah. it. it. It was it was super cool. We had, like we went to we had went to like game on for a couple of drinks and then we went to cask and flag and I'm gonna have a moment on cask and flag. 
Went to Cask and Flagon. I understand it was a busy day. Kevin and I sat at the bar, and it took us a half hour to get one drink. And we had it was seats. The, and we had like, seats. We were trying to order food. Just was not an option. The bartender, anyone who was a female, it was like getting food, free pretzels, six beers. Kevin and I and these poor two old men who were sitting with us, we couldn't get a drink. We couldn't get food. We couldn't get anything. Like, some, like a girl came, sat down. 10 minutes after we've been standing there. She was eating. And then she got she got food before I even got offered what I wanted to drink. People so were so fun. mad. They were just walking out. So that was frustrating, but that wasn't exactly the classic fault, you know. But the I think my favorite moment of the game, other than when DeBrusque scored the second goal, that place erupted like insane. That was awesome. And that one we actually saw. It was he broke in. We really only had a view of like the Bruins offensive zone directly in front of the net. So DeBrusque shot. We actually got the seagull in the net. So that was pretty cool. Um, Fenway was underprepared. I will say that we how so there was <laughs> they ran out of food, beer, everything. Okay, Where so we, time out. We're going to compare my 2019 Winter Classic because I went to the Notre Dame one. Yeah. They ran out of beer and food before the first period started. Oh, never mind. We were talking third period. There was no food left. There was just waters everywhere. They weren't telling anyone until you get to the front of the line. So we're like getting to the front of the line. They're like, "Sorry, no sausages left." And the only menu item was sausages. <laughs> it's like, oh, cool. But we ended up finding one. So I guess my complaint there is kind of null. But from it, my understanding, it happens every time. Yeah. Because it's, it's a standalone event. So they don't like go crazy with it. It's like, but it's it's literally the Super Bowl for the NHL during the season. It's like maybe step that up a bit. Yeah. The Jets flying over Fenway was amazing. That was, that, that was, that was awesome. That was a cool moment. The they did a great keys. job. The Black Keys were really good. That was awesome. Everything. Yeah. O- overall, the NHL did an amazing job. They love fireworks. The fireworks. Oh, there's a ton of fireworks. Non stop. A lot of daylight it. fireworks that were kind of like, it was ah, great. Sick. <laughs> but it was, I think it was, it a was cool Weezer event. that was one of the musical performances. That's pretty cool. At mine. But they broke it up for that classic. It was like three different acts, like for each different like yeah. stoppage. Yeah. We had like the Boston Pops. We had these three like hip hop guys. We had Todd Angeli. Yeah. yeah. And we had, um, and we had the black keys and then Sam Hunt was outside. So they did a good job music wise. The merch was fantastic. I, I actually, I, I really think they did a great job. It, it was the it merch. Was a lot actually. I just saw um, an article from ESPN's Greg Wyshynski last night. I haven't read it yet, but I saved it so I could read it that the, um, the merch sales for this winter classic broke all of the records. They had some cool stuff. Like they, Dude, they, they were had cool shirts. We, like, we didn't buy anything. Cause we didn't really want to carry bags around. It's like for that stuff. I bought a hat. That was cool. Like they had like a puck sewn on patch. We got pucks. We got Connor puck. I got to ship to him, <laughs> but it was, it was just, um, it was a good time. I'm excited for the next one. I would assume almost the next a, almost bought a scally cap. Yeah, I know. Almost got kept for a podcast, Gallagher. Yo, do you recall when Bruce Cassidy was the coach of the Bruins and they had the outdoor games, the coat that he would wear? Oh, it was so diesel. Yeah, the Letterman cool. jacket. They, they had, had they Letterman had, jackets like yeah, that there that were actually pretty legit. They did, and like you, I signed up. It was like it was through Jaeger. Like we had to like go do a we had to go do like a hardest shot thing, and they mm-hmm. they handed me a ten flex ch- children's stick. Nice. They had adult sticks. There, it was all adults in line. All the lefty sticks were adult size. The righty stick was that, and I was, I was like, Kevin, if I shoot right now, this is gonna snap in half. And I'm I told him snap it. I didn't do that. I was a respectful uh, gentleman. But that's how you got the Letterman jacket. So if you went, you did that. You entered in a thing to win a Letterman. So we did that for that, but we didn't win. I don't think. Damn. Yeah. 
Never got they were giving out free shots of Jaeger, but nobody wants that, I don't think. So we bypassed those. Overall, great yeah. time. But sadly, something unfortunate did happen in the Winter Classic. Oh, Lord. Jake DeBrusque put his balls on the line for the Boston Bruins. Wow. Whoa, and, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's not the one. Who okay, that's fine. He put, his, he put his leg on the line for the Boston Bruins. We'll talk about the balls later. So if you're interested in balls talk, stick around for the Western Conference. He put his put his leg on the line. He went out there. He was a warrior. And tell us what happened, Connor, our resident doctor. Uh, yeah, right. Um, he broke, or he didn't break. He fractured his fibula, and the team is estimating him to be out at minimum four weeks. They placed him on LTIR already, and called up none other than Chris Wagner. The Wags. I'm super excited to see Wags back. So much for having him on the pod this month. Which, side note, we actually were having the discussion about who we were going to have on from the P-Bruins this month. Yeah, we wanted him. And Chris Wagner made the short list. And I said, eh, let's, you know, teaser alert, go for Fabian Lysel, fresh out of the World Junior Tournament. Yeah, we're working on that And thank God we did. I know, because Wags, that would have been tough, because Wags is going to be up there. I did like, like, it's so funny. They're like asking Wags questions, like about coming up and playing at the NHL level. Like he played 320 games. He, and these guys are like all his best friends. It's like, he knows what to expect. Like, yeah. you know, he's like, yeah, no, I know what to expect. They're like, are you comfortable in the locker room? Like, like, yeah. yeah comfortable just, played, in the just played last year in the playoffs. So it's like. And it, I mean, these guys are like his boys. It's not like, I think. They probably Wags still have him in the text chat. Yeah, like and he just yeah, has like, to look at where they're going on all these like days yeah. off in different cities, and he's like, "Great." Did I'm you hear like Providence. what he was most happy about? He was like, mm-hmm. "I had a killer breakfast, and I don't have to ride the bus anymore." <laughs> he's like, <laughs> "So happy to get off the bus." But I mean, now it's, it's good. Yeah, no, I'm very happy. Here's what I'm gonna say right now, and I believe this: Chris Wagner is gonna take no sex spot. I hope so. I posted that on Twitter the other day that I hope Nosek that hasn't he won a face off in, in three games. That. He hasn't won a face off in three games. Literally hasn't won a face off in three games. I listened to morning brew this morning, no free shout outs, but free shout out. And they said that, I don't know if that's fact, but I believe them They're They kind of watch a lot pretty close. I mean, like, they yeah, are Nesson analysts, so I would hope yeah. they know what they're talking about because they yeah, probably have he, a guy giving them that stat. Yeah. From a truck. <laughs> <laughs> they have a producer that isn't the three of us. The, uh, yeah, I mean, Nosek just, I, I think Chris Wagner brings more to the table. And you're, Nosek you're is sure, just a really like, good penalty killer. That's the thing. But Chris is, Wagner well, plays penalties too. Just as good, Chris Wagner. Wanna Do you know who's fight. even better? Jake DeBrusque. DeBrusque. <laughs> yeah, we kind of just brushed over that weirdly. So, yeah, DeBrusque is going to be out, what, we're looking at four weeks minimum right now, which is super unfortunate. I actually, I got a little, like, genuinely sad about it. Obviously, Jake's a guy that I've, bang the drum for even when I was back writing I he's playing his best year and I think he's confident enough where he's gonna come out and keep doing what he was doing but it just absolutely sucks like it just sucks it it's it's the worst time for him and I think all three of us genuinely were sad because we're all huge Jake DeBrus fans so it just yeah sucks. I mean my sadness was really spicy sadness because he's also on my fantasy team who has half of my decent players on the IR right now, so it's pretty miserable season. That is tough. That's tough. I'll be in first place soon. The uh, let's talk <laughs> about fantasy. I just moment for me. I, I officially I won Kevin and I's fantasy football league. Kevin took third place. I took first place. So slow clap for us. 
Nice, nice. That's good content. DeBrus out. What do you think that does to the team? What are your optimal four lines? Connor can go first, then Kevin. Um, I think that we're going to see a trade sooner than later. I've heard that. Um, that's going to shake some things up, and we're going to have a body that's brought in to play a top six role. Um, what about the free one that was on the market the other day? Don't forget to talk about him. Verana? Well, unfortunately, that was before... We'll wait till the Salt of the East. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that was before the DeBrusque injury, so, I mean, whatever. They didn't know at that point how long it was going to be or how serious it was going to be, so... I actually saw there. someone from that Golden Black Hockey website. I think they reported something, but it, it was wrong. It was about, like, a foot or something, and then it ended up being his leg. It's like, what? It's like, guys, don't jump on medical reports before you know what you're talking about. Pathetic. Yeah. Jump in the gun, but, I mean, some what people... Was it? It, was uh, gold, it was, like, Golden Hockey Night or something. They, like, jumped on it, and it was super weird. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I think uh, black and gold is what you're looking for. No, maybe teal and green. I can't tell. But let's yeah, let's pump the brakes like Bruins media people uh, who don't know what you're talking about with injuries on reporting on guys injuries. Number one, that just caused added stress to them who are like trying to figure out what's going on with them. And they're probably getting second opinions. So let's pump the brake with someone in Southie tells you happened. Yeah, I mean, 100 percent. People in our realm aren't getting fed the inside details no. on a consistent <laughs> basis. If you get a little cookie from somebody who you've built a relationship with, that's great. But let's it's be honest. injury related, let's pump the brakes. Yeah. I mean, me personally, I don't want to speculate on any injuries. I'll let the team announce that. Right. But trades, like, trades, speculate away. Trades, right, contracts, speculate away. For an injury, like, we also have a picture of DeBrusque in the walking boot. That could be a handful. Of it things. could be a sprained big toe. Right, exactly. It could be anything. Nope. He could have just been Kevin, wearing it to be a troll. Yeah, that time that Kev sprained his pinky toe, he was out. He was in a walking boot for two weeks. You know, <laughs> that was painful, man. <laughs> back to the lines. Sorry, Connor. So back to the lines. Um, assuming no trade, because we are really would be speculating on who the person coming in would be. Um, I would like to see a top line of Brad Marchand, Patrice Bergeron. I know it's already announced that Pasta is going to go there, but I don't think it's going to be a long-term thing. I would rather see Zaka play in that spot. Exactly. Agreed. 100% agree. That's the what I was right um, yeah. Then I would like to Fits see the same second line as far as Hall, Krejci, and uh, yep. Pasta. Then have a third line of Felino, Coyle, and Frederick, which you've seen. 100%. Um, and then for my fourth line, Greer. No sick and Wagner. No, Wags and Wagner. Smith is even better before Smith gets traded. Then there would be no center on that line. No, Wags is a center. Wags is great face -off. Yes, he is. Wags is a center, and he's great at faceoffs. He's been 100%. listed as a right wing in, or no, a left wing Wag in the NHL for no, Wags years. Wags is 100% a center. Wags is a center and he's great at faceoffs. He plays center down in Providence. That was what Monty talked about it. How he's been like great at faceoffs. They talked about our morning brew too. He's Wag never Wags. played center in the NHL recently. Yeah, yes, he, he played. He, he moved around on that fourth line. He 100% played center. I promise. He Wags Wags is a good center. He can like win faceoffs. Yeah, he's still listed as a right wing too. Yeah, they, I I actually wouldn't even be surprised if you see him deployed at center. But the um. Like he, he plays center down, and I'm almost sure he plays now. I'm questioning myself, but they were talking about it on Morning Brew. So, unless they're just feeding me bad info, then that's that'd be kind of tough. But 
same time, I yeah, I agree with those lines more or less. I, I do. Um, that's what I want for the top three lines. I think Felino's earned that third line spot right now, and he's done nothing to prove he shouldn't be there. Trent Frederick, we'll get into him now. Trent Frederick is finally doing what I've been saying he's going to do for the last three years. It's finally happening. The Trent Frederick breakout has started, and we're seeing him be an impact player in games. He's big. He's fast. He has a good shot. And people don't want to mess with him. That's a pretty good combination. Um, and I think that, like, li- listen to, did you guys see Felino's comments about Freddie, either of you? No. Did you, Connor? Mm-mm. He was like, he's breaking out. They're like, and he's about to be a very, very good player in the NHL. That's like the third guy. Coyle said the same thing. They're like, you're about to see the Trent Frederick that we all know is, exists. They've also all came out, and when they were doing all their interviews for the Classic, people were like, who's the best athlete? They're all like, Trent. Every person was like, Trent. Trent. So I guess like he's, he's like one of the strongest guys, one of the best athletes. And now he's finally confident that ties it all into a topic that we kind of went back and forth on before Jim Montgomery from every one of these guys who is playing better and breaking out. They all say the same thing. He's a great guy. They love him and they're playing free. I think Monty is been the best coach in the coach in the NHL this year by doing the least amount of coaching. Do you guys agree with that? I think he's let them play. He's let guys be creative and be the players they're supposed to be, not be square pegs jammed into a round hole by that guy who used to wear the varsity jacket. Fair. Yeah. No, I totally agree. It's like he understands like they're professionals. They're some of the best players in the world. Still not going to win the Jack Adams. Yeah, but when you have like players you don't like think so? Bergeron and Craig. I do. I think the Jack I think he's going to run away with the Jack Adams. Well, I'll go into that. And Let's bet on it. We'll, we'll do a off. podcast bet. We'll do a I didn't, podcast I didn't want to cut off. Kevin off. You cut Kevin off. Uh, Jake Zeus doesn't care. Oh. Well, Kevin, Kev, say your point, buddy. If yeah, you... no, I just think like, when you have veterans, like you have Bergeron, you have Krejci, you guys like Pasta, Martian. Montgomery understands that these guys, they're going to police themselves. They're going to coach themselves. You really don't need to coach those guys up. And they're gonna take everyone else, and they're gonna make like at the Winter Classic. They talk about it was Nick Felino going to that third period that gave the speech that got the boys going and got them right back into that game. It wasn't Montgomery having to sit them down. It was Felino. It was these guys that been here. They know what they're talking about. He's like, all right, you guys do you. I'm just here, and that's what you love to see. Connor, who's your Jack Adams winner? Rick Lindy Ross. What bonus? Okay. Nobody I don't. I don't think. No, I don't think. I don't think you're anything. No, I think Bonus has just as good of a chance as Montgomery. I won't. Uh, they. He came into a dysfunctional locker room, changed the captains. People thought they were going to be a dumpster fire organization this season, and they are the complete opposite. They're are they in first place right now in their division? Second, they are, right? Second, but yeah. they just had like five of their starting roster players hurt, all return from injury. Well, we'll get so, more into that in a bit. If you yeah. want to talk about nuts. Get more into that in a bit. But yeah, no, I, I, I won't completely disagree there. I think that they'll both be in the running. I think Monty's story might help a little more with him getting that. You know what I mean? But we'll but see. But how loaded of a talented team he walked into is gonna hurt him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There I mean there's no doubt. I can't make in I can't make a thing that uh Winnipeg's as talented as Boston because they're just not Yeah. But they're yeah. not bad. It's not, not a bad really team, good. but they're not they're not the same not the same caliber team. That kind of wraps it up for the Bruins, right, guys? You got anything else? We'll jump right into the Salt of the East. Yeah. We'll get a little salt day.
Kevy boy, lead us off with the salt of the East. I know you, I know you have some, some uh, big feelings on John Tortorella. Talk about torts. I was going to say, guy's a clown. Like he, but it's funny. Cause it's like, if I was a player, I'd never want to like play for him, but it's just like, the guy's a media clown. It's awesome. The sound bites, everything. And sometimes he's not like uh, the NHL All Stars. He's not wrong about that. He was right about that. But everything else, due to clown, you know. Yeah, he. Do you guys, like? Have you guys heard other NHL players like on different on multiple various podcasts talk about torts and how they're like, no, nah, like he's a joke. Like guys, like don't want to play for him yeah, at this point. Like, who would? Like the, scratching, scratching Kevin Hayes when he's having literally the best season of his career, it's just like to, to try to like get the boys going. It's like what well, are you doing, 20, man? Twenty nine points in thirty one games. And yeah, they're not responding well. Like yeah. no one in that locker room is like, "Hey, scratch our best player, sick." Like just because no. you don't like him, his defensive style. He's like Kevin. He's like, yeah. You, know, you think I go out there and try to play bad defense? He goes, "No, I do the best I can." Dude, like it's you think. Like, Dude, Pasta would get scratched by Torts. Torts and Pasta oh. would hate each other so much. Like, I think you so get bad. scratched. But that's and what really Philadelphia bad. needs. They're a mess. Like, your, oh, players can't, your players can't run your organization. And that's what's happening. That's why they brought Torts <laughs> in, in my opinion. Well, the, they well, have a horrible a mix changes. of players in Philadelphia. Horrible mix. Yeah, it's not the right – it's definitely not the right mix. I, I mean, I don't, like, I don't fear Philly in the slightest. But I think he's – I just think that he's kind of his style isn't ever going to resonate with the younger guys. So like, can you really rebuild with him? I don't know. Can you go in and he can absolutely mess everything up enough to just make the fan base get on board with the rebuild? Yes. That I think can happen. Like no offense to Kevin Hayes, but it should be embarrassing that he's your best player. Uh, he's, he's a, he's not a superstar player. Guy. I don't superstar, care no. what anybody says. He's not a superstar. He should not he's, be your best. He's player. not a superstar. He, he's an elite player. On the Boston Bruins, he would be behind the whole first line. I don't think Ke- Kevin Hayes is not better than DeBrusque, Bergeron, Marshawn. He's not better than he's not better he's than, not better than Krejci. He's not better than Hall. He's not better than he's not better than Pasta. And I don't know that I take him over Trent Frederick at this point in their careers. I wouldn't take him over Frederick or Coyle. Yeah, but over Felino and the rest of them. Yeah, he is a point nine six, uh, whatever point per game player, but he's not that on the Bruins. That I, it is. Kevin Hayes, one-on-one with a goalie, is very elite, very good. But there are a lot of flaws in his game. All that. <laughs> I don't disagree at all with that. He's not a superstar player. He's elite. He's, he's elite. He's a good, really, really good third-line center, second-line wing. But, but he's an all-star, he's baby. He is an all-star, and he should be. Because on his team, he should be an all-star. Because we'll get right into it. The all-star system is the dumbest thing on planet Earth. The fact that there's to be an all-star from every team is a joke. The fact that David Pasternak is not a shoe and all-star or Hampus Lindholm is a joke. Hampus Lindholm mm-hmm. is a, literally a top four defenseman in the East. So is Charlie McAvoy cousin McAvoy's injury. I'm okay with him not going to the all-star game this year. David Pasternak is literally the best player in the Eastern conference right now. Who's who would you take over David Pasternak in the East? Nobody, nobody. Like uh, there's no argument to be made how he's not just like the face of the all-star game is bananas. You know, the NHL is going to mess with those votes. If the fans don't do it themselves, but Pasta's going to the All Star game. Anyone Most else? likely, we'll see. <laughs> like, if not, no, right. he, he should yeah. be. It's, it makes no sense. Dude, the NHL is doing everything they can to make him the face of any event. Unless he doesn't want can. to. What if he Unless, just tells him to like, go to Cabo? Yo, I don't want to go. Yeah. yeah, you know, like you know, Ovi. Every time he gets elected, it's like, God damn it! 
<laughs> because nobody's voting Ovi in. Ovi's in. He's in. He's in already. Yeah, I missed that. Yeah, he's in. That's on me, but he ain't going. Nobody wants to see him there. <laughs> I don't know. Like he, I wonder if he does go just because like he's chasing his record and he needs good PR. But Ovechkin historically like actively doesn't want to be at the All Star game. Tries to be like the last. Remember when they did the stupid draft? That was so stupid. The All Star game's a joke. What the All Star game should be, Connor? You do it. Yeah, I know you. You had ideas for this. So I will be forefront honest that i do not follow the nba whatsoever but i have listened to What's a that? lot of content what's the, the NBA? nba yeah i don't know uh according to brad marshan it is a league with a bunch of sissies in it he said however that. yes so he yeah. was asked about load <laughs> management in the nhl he goes what do you think this is the nba <laughs> so there's no load management here um however i do think the nba does something right and that is their all-star process. They do not take any kind of vote from the fans, and they do not take a representative from every team. It is strictly the best players that are there to entertain. And the skills competition, I believe it's basically just their dunk competition. They bring in whomever to participate, and that's where you're, you know, your Trevor Zegris, like last year in the NHL, skills competition came in just that build the skills competition with a bunch of random people who have been doing really good this year and then make the all-star game truly the best players straight up in their position just go from it yeah no i i completely agree like i just i look at it and it's like the three on three is a joke the not best players being there is a joke and it's just like there's there's so many things that could be done better like the all-star game should be like the winter classic. It should be a spectacle to grow the game. It's not that most hockey fans, like my dad, my dad, I would assume all three of our dads, right? Is your dad a hockey fan, Connor? Yes, he does. Derek, they ain't watching the all-star game. That is just like, no. it's, it's maybe my dad will watch some of the all-star game. He I mean, I don't, even, I don't even watch it. The skills competition is like, my dad ain't watching the skills competition. I enjoy the skills competition more than the game. Yeah, me too, but some parts of it get too gimmicky. Like I don't want to see him shoot meat burgers into into crocodiles. It's like let's let's go back to the I mean, I want to watch that. Like, that's awesome. Like show me oh. some real skills. Like actual know? skills, right? Like is I, I don't want to see them. Do you remember on, like, back like, in the day? All the fountains, the Bellagio fountains are the big show. It's like, dude. Do you remember back in the day there was like a 30-foot stretch that Patrick Kane put together where there was a gap between posts about this big? for him to put the puck through. And he went back and forth through all of these for like 30 feet and then did a breakaway with a little like Superman cape on or whatever and scored the goal on the goalie. Yes. Like that shit is entertaining to me. Yes. Yeah. Or early day Ovi and just showing his skills or even Bergeron with the accuracy shooting. Remember when Bergeron just like used to go four for four? Like those, but the thing is, is like the NHL. Is a Dana Chara come in and just absolutely hammer bombs. But those guys, it's I fully believe like if you put a team of the old guard all stars versus the new guard all stars, the old guard guard all stars would kick the shit out of them in a hockey game. Do you want to know what would be a really interesting idea if the NHL didn't turn into a bunch of sissies? Imagine having like an enforcer gladiator style like skills competition where they have to themselves say like, I want to participate in this. And it's like almost like an MMA card, right? 
where they just duke it out against each other. And then there's, you know, a winner crowned and they get the golden boxing gloves or the golden hockey mitts, whatever, you know, something silly. Like that would be you know, funny. It's a thing, right? Entertaining. You know, it's a thing, right? Yeah, but it's not... ice wars. Yeah, I, it's not with the it's with all X enforcers. It would yeah. be kind of. I mean, yeah, I don't know that the we don't like want mafia related. Uh, oh, the all star game. Yeah, yeah, we're not. I mean, AJ Galanti blew us off, so he never has an invite back. But that's still. Um, I'm kidding. I didn't. I didn't really mean that. He just he said yes to never answer another email. But that being said, whatever. I don't like to throw shade on people, but you know what? Maybe I will. Maybe I will. All star game. We hate I mean, it. It I sucks. Did. Yeah, you've done it twice. <laughs> podcast <laughs> yeah we hate it it sucks um our last topic in the salt of the east however time out however if we're gonna talk shade we should at least like throw some people some love you know yeah okay. do it throw some people some Jake, love go ahead go ahead and tell the people about one of the one of the peeps that you're talking to right now about coming on the podcast yeah, this month. Yeah, I mean, what, a guy who's pretty much been an inspiration to, I think, all three of us in hockey, Jeff Merrick, has agreed to at some point come on the podcast. Obviously, with Jeff Merrick, we will be as flexible as possible. He's definitely someone who's been an inspiration to all of us, so we are working on that one. Um, he's super busy right now because it is obviously. the heart of the NHL season, obviously. So we're going to um, work with him on getting him on. And we have some other cool guests like who work for ESPN and things like that coming on soon. If you want to talk about that, Connor, but we're yeah. pretty excited. So another one that we we're going to have on Greg Wyshynski from ESPN. We were supposed to have him on right before Christmas, but some things worked out. He got sent on a last minute trip by ESPN and we had to reschedule. So we plan on having him on later this month. And then if all things line up, we are currently in discussions of having on one Fabian Lysel, fresh off the world juniors to yeah. come on and talk about his career and some of his recent experiences and the future. His aspirations in the NHL. Yeah. So pretty exciting stuff coming out with the future of the pod. So that's some positive guest related news. Trouble in paradise in New Jersey. It's been a topic for the last three weeks. I would say we're New Jersey haters at this point, but or if laws we're all in it together, then they, I'm not 50, a New Jersey hater. Neither am I. I want them to be good. I do. I However, like Hughes. I like, you know, I want them to be good. What really rubbed me the wrong way at the beginning of the season when the Bruins and the Devils were neck and neck, everybody from New Jersey Devils land had started acting like they'd never fucking been here before. And we're like, oh my God, we're the best team in the league by a yeah, point. Yeah. And the Bruins still have two games in hand. I said, and Mackenzie Blackwood and Vitek Vanacek are your goalies. Whoa, 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 whoa. You guys need to calm this down. You are a mediocre franchise who just gives away and comps more tickets than God himself. You can buy devil's tickets at a Costco. Yes. No, That's they wild. legitimately, this is a fact, they comp the most tickets out of any team in the NHL. Fact. Damn. People do not want to go to their games. No, they talked about that on Chicklets. They had gone to a game and they're like, for a team this good, it's a fun atmosphere, but you guys got to get people in those seats. We should have went to Jersey for the Bruins games. Yeah, it was cheap. I think we'd probably get in there for like 50 bucks, somewhere around there, maybe even less. And get decent seats. Yeah. Yeah. But they always go to Jersey, you know. Exactly. That's why they have to give away so many tickets. But that aside, I mean, you would hope that your team being good would change that. Hopefully being good consistently will change that, but 
look at the Florida Panthers. They've been good a couple of years in a row before all of this shenanigans. And, and they now, still didn't improve. And now they're kind of back down the downslope again. Yeah, and could have a top that. 10 pick. That's going to go to – who's it going to, Connor? Montreal. 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 It's just crazy. The Blue Blanc et Rouge. Montreal has a chance to be a wagon. We're going to get in more of it into the West because it's just where it's going because I want to get to the Wild West because I want to get nuts for the Wild West. Do you guys want to get nuts for the Wild West? Let's get nuts for the Wild West. Oh, nuts. Uh-oh. As I said earlier today, and then I'll let you guys go with it. This is all I'm going to say in this topic. Blake Wheeler put his nut on the line. Which one of you guys wants to talk about it? Well, a little yeah, bit I mean, I wrote, a, I wrote an article about it last night. Ooh, dog. So, puppy uh, dog. Yeah, no, back on December 15th, Blake Wheeler blocked a shot from his teammate, Josh Morrissey. Josh Norrissey, if you will. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, and end up uh, kind of slicing Wheeler right in his uh, genitalia, and his, and he split open a testicle. Um, everyone knew he had to have groin surgery, but no one really knew the extent of it. But he had a ruptured testicle, and he was set to be out eight weeks, but he came back last night and made his uh, return from his groin surgery. So that's tough. That's painful. As, as a man, I can only imagine – it must feel like to have your testicle ruptured. Kevin, you had a friend that had a ruptured nut playing what? Lacrosse goalie? Yeah, lacrosse. Lacrosse goalie. Yeah, that's a, that's something I'd rather make it through life never having happened. So I'm hoping yeah, that he didn't, keep he it going didn't without breaking that, a nut. Yeah, he didn't realize it was ruptured and he went on the airplane so then the pressure of it. And, and it, then he, would, you, would you go as far as saying his nut busted? <laughs> he said it was the, most, yeah. the worst pain he ever felt. What is it like? The altitude just popped it. Ah, I had such a nightmare. I don't want to talk about it. We're not. Yeah. None of us are doctors, and we know how it works. Ouch! But... It's making yeah. me uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't like it. I'm like, that. I don't want to. Blake's not. Blake's not. Everybody, round but of applause. Blake's not. But he's back. Too bad he doesn't have a C on the front of his jersey for that one. I know. Ranger Rick Bonus stole it. 2024 Winter Classic. Connor, make the announcement. Who's it going to be? It is going to be your Vegas Golden Knights versus the Seattle Crackheads, Kraken, at T-Mobile Park in Seattle. Where the Jake and I will be there. You guys going to go? Yes. We talked about it. We might go. I'll be wearing a Matty Beneers jersey because he's going to win the Calder this year. Might take vacation up in Washington for – New Year's. Here's a little nugget, and I've heard this from three different areas of the hockey world, that the one reason the Seattle Kraken did not do a previous Seattle team's iteration of their jersey for the reverse retro is because of this. Is because you. this was already in discussion, and they wanted to save it for that. What were they in the Metropolis? Uh, I think. I think. Yeah. I think so. Before my time, obviously. No, yeah, it's for mine too, but at this side heard that. So that's going to be pretty cool. I'm definitely excited for that. I think Seattle. Now, what does like... Vegas do for a, uh, a retro jersey, right? 
I don't know, maybe just they're gonna do it would be cool if they like tied in some gamble into it, if they had maybe some cards or like some chips or something on it, like something Vegas each. Some I, I would rather them happen. see go more into the the knighthood. Medieval. Like, that'd be yeah. oh that'd be like, kind of like, like, like Templar type. Thing. May, oh, that'd be kind of cooler. Even if they did like imagine like they did like a family crest type looking logo, like think Game of Thrones, think like Star. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. No, I'm I actually love that idea. I like that way better than my gambling idea. That was stupid. Yeah, the yeah, game I really one is like that. an all-star game jersey. Yeah, you know? no, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but, I, but uh, either way, I mean, everybody's yeah. up in arms. That holy shit! These two teams who are fresh in the NHL have a winter classic, and then they Why? go and they look at the revenue in the league, and they're like, "Oh, well, yeah, these two teams are pretty high up on that list already." Yeah, people try to figure out. It's like, why doesn't New Jersey or the Rangers get a winner? Well, the Rangers. The Rangers had a classic. They had yes. One. But yep. why does why is New Jersey not get a classic? Guys, let me explain something to you. Look at how much money the Bruins and the Penguins generate every year. That's your answer that why three to four years from now they'll both have played in another one. I have because their fans show up. About but also look who classic. owns the Penguins and who owns Fenway Park. Correct. There it is. Oh right? no, that's a fact. That's not I don't think that's a conspiracy theory. No, 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 no. John Henry. The conspiracy theory is that it was promised before he purchased the Penguins. That they Probably. would do this to sweeten the deal. Yeah, it's the only way you could pay for Devers' contract. I was about to say that. Yeah, yeah, legit. Like th- this just there, there's it. no coincidence. It's like when a classic happens, Devers is the contract three days later. Yeah, it was like the most probable like, winter classic on. ever, and then they signed Devers. He's like, oh, well, there's our luxury tax. Oh, I think it's a hundred percent related. Like it's that's also something that's curious that you bring up. Everybody is in the hockey realm who's like a diehard hockey fan is sick of the winter classic. Blah, 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 blah. And this is the most successful winter classic for, you know, TV ratings, um, merch sales, etc. It's sick. It's great. It, well, there was 38,000, like 627 people at the winter classic. Which is still half Notre Dame attendance as the largest on record, what, which I think was thing? like. A uh, hundred and six thousand, I Michigan? think. Michigan? Yeah. Yeah. At the big house. Yeah. It was Toronto was... versus Detroit, I believe. That's sick. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's so many goddamn people. Dude, it's crazy. And they wait, probably what... ran out of beer and sausages before the pre. Yeah. I just, maybe not, though. Those college, dude, they're used to people just caking alcohol and food. I feel that's like that's what happened be... at the Notre Dame game for I me. know. And they should be just as ready because those people, I know. It's just, it is weird. I think that when people complain about the Winter Classic, like we post pictures, right, of our experience and stuff, and people are like angry that we were there having fun. It's simply because the hockey fans has this like, this group of just like misogynistic, angry men who just can't afford or don't like to spend money on anything NHL related and then get mad when anyone else is like having fun. And it's like, guys, nobody cares about your opinion. Like nobody cares. Like it's the same guys who are mad that like females play sports that are mad that like winter classics happen. Like it's the same, it's the same angry guy who had, who's shaved his head bald with a Trump flag behind him and his blacked out sunglasses. Like it's, it's that same guy who's mad about winter classics. I will admit though, the craziest thing was the people sitting next to Jake and I paid 10 times more than what we did for their tickets. They paid five grand. And that's when I was like, well, I'm not as sad that I can't see. 
And he's well, like, that's because five, you guys got like, them on the regular sale. I know. He's like five grand for these goddamn seats. And I was like, five grand a piece. I don't know. I didn't ask questions because I instantly couldn't formulate words. I was like, ah, wow. Did you tell him how much you paid? No. Oh. I was like, sorry, man. I was like, oh, yeah, man, that's terrible. Dude, you like, should have. We didn't pay half I of th- a grand. I'm like, hey. Yeah. Good one, brother. Like that's important. I thought we paid a lot. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, God. I know. I thought uh, we paid a lot. And then like the day before the event, the worst thing that we did, the day before the event, Emma's uncle was like, Hey, like the seats around you are all selling for close to like two grand. Why don't you sell your tickets and move up higher for like four hundred bucks? And I'm like, No, it's about the experience. We're so excited to be that close and see. Come to find out, we could have pocketed like a G, bought three hundred and fifty dollar seats the day before and been sitting there smiling ear to ear. So that was a mistake. But you live and you learn. We know for future classics, we're sitting high. Like, sitting high. You just got to go in and buy, you know, some tickets for the winter classic as soon as they come available. Yep. And then you just offload them closer to the game. And you can change your seats once you know the rink orientation. 100%. Oh, we're so many tickets that's winter classic. Yeah, there's money to be made on winter classic tickets. That's for sure. That's for sure. But it was, um, again, back to that. It was a great experience. Hockey fans are always angry. Let's jump out of the NHL quick. Let's jump out of the NHL and let's talk a little World Juniors, specifically one player. I know we all saw it, and I think that it, you can't be a hockey podcast and not talk about Connor Bedard. Connor Bedard just broke the points record for a Canadian player in the Winter Classic. I'm assuming any player in Winter Classic in World Juniors. Any he, player. he is so good. Like, I watched him most of his games and, like, the highlights of it. Connor Bedard's the best player I can remember seeing in World Juniors. And... I was like really hoping that it would be closer between him and Fantilli and Fantilli looks really good. He there's, there's no one on the ice out there. That's even close to his level. Like there is Shane Wright, right. Who played in the NHL this year a bit. And we watched him play in the NHL scored in the NHL is nowhere near Connor Bernard's level of hockey. He's nowhere near a guy like Brant Clark, who's, you know, we know is going to be a good NHL player. Dylan Gunther. Nowhere near his level. Logan Cooley, who I think is the second best player in that tournament, nowhere near his level. We are seeing the next Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin, McDavid type player. He's a little bit smaller, a little more dynamic. I've heard this a lot recently. I've heard these type of comparisons for, let's see, Capococco, Alexis Lafreniere, Shane Wright. Uri Slavkovsky. I don't give a shit what kind of get there and show do you at the World Juniors because I've been told for the last two years yeah. that Shane Wright is going to be fantastic and he can't even get into a freaking NHL game to save his life at this point. Yep. And it's hard. I, I actually I explained that to Emma because we were watching the game and I was like, that kid right there is supposed to be as good as him, but he's just, he's not. And I do. Like we were, we were a thousand percent told that Alexi Lafreniere was at that level. We were. Capococco, I never bought. I watched, I watched him play. Elias Pedersen was supposed to be at that level. No, 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 no. A lot of people didn't even know about Pedersen. A lot of people didn't know. It was this guy is going to be the future number one. He's going to be the new Uh, Sedins. Yeah, but he didn't. I I mean, I think this is just how hockey culture is. Okay. Let's just be. Yes. You were right in everything you're saying. Bedard is not the same he's not the same 
from what like I, I've watched a lot of people play at that level. I've watched World Juniors for the last 10 years, watched most World Juniors. Bedard's different. He's a lot different. He, he's like McDavid. Don't don't get that. He's not he's not head and shoulders above McDavid. But that's the level of player an organization is going to get. He is going to instantly change an organization. Unless he comes into the NHL and gets absolutely smoked in one no. of his first games. And then it's going to start to impact. I don't. No, I I really, I don't. I'm telling you, he's he's Look at an good. Andre, obviously different players. But look don't at Andre Kasha. Kasha early in his career. They he was supposed care. to be very good. No, they're not in the same world. They're not in the same world. I'm telling injury you. Injury bug. I'm telling you, they're not in the same world. Like Connor Bedard is I the best player. I said not in the same world. Yeah. I said don't compare the player, but look yeah. at what happened. To oh, injuries. Yes, injuries can happen to anyone. But, you know, some guys come back from them. Look at Crosby and Bergeron. Guys yeah. who survived those injuries. I, but he's, he's going to have an absolute target all over him if yes. he tries to do wild, fancy things he, and play a skilled game. He will get smoked. He does less of that and more like he has a lot of that Crosby in him. Where like when the going got tough, he was driving straight line hockey, like driving body in. Straight Doesn't matter line to me. He's not hard. playing against men. He's playing against children right now. I will. I I'm gonna say as a rookie, he has 50 points minimum. Wait until all of a sudden he's on the ice, and here comes your Minnesota Wild, and Evison says, "Revo, get in there," and just absolutely trucks a Connor Bedard. But they something don't do like that. that. Like they don't. It doesn't for me. Like, that like look at your McDavid. world. Juniors Nobody ever touched shit. him. Nobody touches McDavid. Yes. Oh, yes. There was somebody who touched yeah, McDavid early. I forget bad. who it well, was. You can't was. catch McDavid. Yeah, you can't catch Bernard either. Trust me. I will there see. was somebody we'll see who caught McDavid early in his career with a borderline cheap, dirty hit that hurt him, and they were trying to throw that guy out of the league. I'm going to have to look back at Yeah, I do remember something like that. Bernard's going to be good. That's all I'm saying. Very good. He's going to change one of these franchises. He's going to end up in maybe. Arizona. Spots we maybe. Picked, we think. Where do we Arizona. think? Arizona. You think Arizona? Arizona? I think Gary Bettman's. Anaheim would be awesome. I do. Adam Fantilli does have a lot of Jack Eichel in him. So that'll be interesting. There, there. This is a very good draft. This draft's much better Didn't than Did Mitchkoff get to play in the juniors? No. No, Russia wasn't allowed to play. Well, I know that, but I didn't know if he managed to squeak in by playing no. for a different team, whatever. No, no, no. They didn't let any Russians play. Which is I didn't of, watch a ton of it because the world juniors doesn't matter for the NHL. It's it's literally opinion. the best prospects in the world. The next generation of NHL players playing in tournament. It it is the number just one, one of those people who prospects. I don't buy stuff. You, Connor doesn't know. watch any junior level hockey or college hockey or anything like that. So that's the that's really the that's the reality there. They, I mean, world I'll read some stuff and I'll pay attention to like what the names are. But like I yeah. said, when I am here, you have to do it the next level. These kids' names for from their freaking ten year old birthday until they play in the yeah, NHL and then they're, they go over like a fart in a windstorm, Alexis Lafreniere. I just don't care. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how it all turns out, but ours different. I'm going to, I'm fully going with that. We already, like, we already I'm going to take a lot of hate for that take about like prospects oh, yeah, no, it's, juniors yeah. and stuff, but like, it, yeah, it's world juniors is definitely a high school tournament. There's no, I hate getting invested no in players that. who turn into nothing burgers. Yeah. I don't, but Ard won't do that. But we don't need to keep going back and forth on that one. That's just gonna that just yeah. gets boring fast. Back to a different topic though. ESPN Plus. If you guys want to start watching all the NHL games, if you want to become diehard fans in the second half of the season, you should have ESPN Plus. 
So to get ESPN Plus, you got to go to insidetherink.com slash ESPN. If you're on the YouTube version of this podcast, you can see it ticking across the bottom. Click on that and go over there and sign up for ESPN Plus. It helps us bring this podcast to you. And it's a great product, um, especially, you know, there's just a lot of sports on there that you can get watching. You want to watch like ESPN, the Ocho, that's on there. You want to watch Cornhole, it's on there. You want to watch the Colorado Avalanche with the playoffs, go ahead. Oh, oh, oh. How about merch, Kev? You want to talk merch? Um, we got merch. We're in the middle of re- redesigning some merch, trying some better yeah. merch. We understand it's not the greatest, you know, but we're working on it. We're trying to make it what you guys want to wear, what we want to wear on the reg. You see Jake's hat right there. That's some good merch. I had my hat around here somewhere. But I was wearing it. We're definitely wearing the read. Yeah, I had it on. I'm just not taking it off. It's so comfortable. I coached. Well, this you is got an inside the ring hoodie or a Carhartt hoodie. What is that? Oh, this is a raw gear hoodie. Oh, okay. Yeah, Rob sorry. I, it no just looks ads. gray for me. No, so. yeah, 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 yeah. No, I had, I, yeah, no. I do wear both those pretty regularly, but today I had raw gear on. Yeah, no, I, I do think, I think our sweatshirts at Inside the Rink are pretty decent, and so are our t-shirts right now. We're working on changing everything. Like, soon we'll be releasing a whole line of new merch. Um, but still, anything you purchase supports us. Um, Inside the Rink Plus, everybody. $2.99 ITR a month. ITR Plus, $2.99 a month. Going to have a interview series coming out with Connor one-on-one with some people who are inside the NHL. That'll be Already announced soon. one recorded. Yep, so that stuff will be rolling out. Thinking about maybe some T-shirt or the month clubs, maybe like some exclusive things like that. We're working on all that. So sign up early. Get yourself locked in at the lower price. You know what I mean? And we'll keep it moving. And uh, happy Saturday, happy weekend. And it was great to be back. You guys got anything? Um. Oh, wait. Just- we had a We had a – what do we have? Let's 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 place a little bet. Let's place a little bet. Let's place a little bet. <clears throat> if what what do you want to do? Let's go with Montgomery. I think Montgomery wins the. So you want to go bonus? I'm going to go Montgomery. All right. So if what are your terms? So if Jim Montgomery wins the Jack Adams, what a what do you have Wait, to do? Wait, hold on. Connor's not a man of his word. Oh yeah, that's true. Wait, I'm waiting on out. snow. Time I'm waiting on snow. It was 60 degrees. What was the bet? Bring up the bet. We got to bring this up. Bring up the bet, Kev. I bet Um, that Arizona. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. The Coyotes. They screwed. Would be be Colorado. Would be Colorado. They whooped them like 5-2. And Connor put on Twitter that he'd go out in his his damn skivvies and jump into a snow pile. So, yeah, we're not making a bet till you do that one. I'm waiting on snow. It hasn't that snowed be, enough for me to have a worry, snow guys, pile. That will be recorded and it'll be posted on our socials. We will, will make sure to blur out Connor's nipples so nobody gets scared. And have a great one. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>